The Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to Matthew. When John heard in prison what the Messiah was doing, he sent word by his disciples and said to them and said to him, "Are you the one who is to come, or are we to wait for another?" Jesus answered them, "Go and tell John what you hear and see. The blind receive their sight, the lame walk, the lepers are cleansed, the deaf hear, the dead are raised." and the poor have good news brought to them and blessed is anyone who takes no offense at me as they went away jesus began to speak to the crowds about john what did you go out into the wilderness to look at a reed shaken by the wind what then did you go out to see someone dressed in soft robes look those who wear soft robes are in royal palaces what then did you go out to see a prophet Yes, I tell you and more than a prophet. This is the one about whom it is written, "See, I am sending my messenger ahead of you, who will prepare your way before you." Truly I tell you, among those born of women, no one has arisen greater than John the Baptist. Yet the least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than he. The gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Christ. Please be seated. These are two pets. Okay. Good morning. As I think most of you know by now, I'm be leaving on the, at the end of the year. Well, actually, Christmas Eve will be my last uh, services with you. And so this will be the last chance I have to speak to you. And as I said to Richard months ago, I said I've already said, what am I going to say on my very last day of preaching? And I feel I felt called to sort of witness. Anybody who grew up in the deep south or grew up in a Baptist or fundamentalist tradition, you know what it's about. You have to witness and you testify. So I'm standing here to testify and what I have to say from me personally to you. First of all, live life to the fullest especially parents not a single hour or a day is ever coming back no matter how many videos you make so live life to the fullest and then i wanted strangely enough to talk about marriage robert frost said something there is that doesn't love a wall I would like to witness that something there is in our society that does not support marriage. In case you haven't noticed, the world that I grew up in did, much more so than it does now. So to stay married, to have a good marriage, to be married is not as easy as it once was, and I think that's one of the reasons we come to this place and in this church to be supported by each other in this difficult course. I was thinking about something that I saw when I was gosh, maybe a late teenager in my early 20s. It was an article in Life magazine which was mostly a picture spread and it was about a, a modern fabulous house probably in Beverly Hills. And it was in color of course being Life. And it showed um, 
The inside was all a glassed-in living room, very modern, that was quite new. And there was a swimming pool outside, and the main thing that they were featuring this house about is that there was a little inlet of the swimming pool that came all the way underneath the wall, the foundation of the house, and came into the living room for about 10 feet. So if you wanted to, you could dive into the pool in the living room and swim outside. And I know that that article in that picture simply fascinated me. And I think it was because it made me feel really afraid. Because no matter what, you, ha you could dive in, and you could get outside, but you had to go through this passageway. And that could seem like a really long, it was only a few feet, but it could seem really long if you're in there. And so I realized that on some level, uh, you had to trust, you had to trust that that beautiful swimming pool outside and the beautiful plants and flowers around it and the sunshine was real. You'd seen it, you knew it was there, it was real. But for a moment, you had to trust it, and you had to go under the water and stay there until you came up again. And I think in many ways this is like our Christian life. We have to trust in what we see, what we've seen with our eyes and experience in our lives, what we know amongst each other here, what we know when we break bread together at the table. We know that that's true, but there are times in our lives where we have to trust it. And that brought up another image in my mind which has always been important to me, which was when I was about I must have been about only three or four, and my father was teaching me how to swim. Hands up how many people whose father taught them how to swim. Or maybe it was your mother. But I lived in the deep south, and you know, you started to swim early. And I can remember so well just clinging to the side of the pool, and my father would be standing maybe, maybe two feet away from me saying, come on, come on. But to give up the side of the pool and swim to him was just terrifying. And every time I would say, now, Daddy, promise me you're not going to back up. And he always promised, and he always backed up a little bit. <laughs> and that's how I learned to swim. And so I think that once again, uh, this is like our life in Christ, and this is like our life in community. Um, you have to, once again, hold your breath and trust that what is there, what you see that's concrete is there, is going to be there to greet you and hold you up. And I think that uh, you have to trust that you have enough lung capacity to get you there. And that's what it's like, I think, to trust in the goodness and stability of Christian marriage. Okay. Um, number two. Well, two was marriage. Okay, here's my little notes. Number three, I'm witnessing. The Bible. The rain, here's a quote I just came across recently. The reign of God, you notice we don't say kingdom of God anymore, that's politically correct, because it's about a king, which is a male. <laughs> but I don't quite, I've never, the reign of God, R-E-I-G-N, has never quite tripped off my tongue, but the reign of God is the personal presence of Jesus. Hmm, okay. So... This is bringing it all down to really a very Christian place, not just the reign of God is God, but the reign of God is in the personal presence of Jesus. I didn't always feel this way, even though I grew up in the church. I, I had a strange concept of Jesus because he always seemed to be getting mad at everybody. He was mad at his disciples and he called the Pharisees whited sepulchers. And I thought, why is he so mad at everybody all the time? It took me a long time to realize that that was because in my own family, Anger was so utterly forbidden that 
even to have Jesus get mad righteously. It sort of freaked me out. But that's not the way I am now at all. And um, something to remember before we think, oh, I feel nervous about talking about Jesus too much. Maybe it makes you feel like a Jesus freak, or that everyone feels like you're trying to uh, impose Jesus on them. That's not true. I have been a hospital chaplain for more than 20 years now here in Marin County. And as you may or may not know, fewer than 15% of the people who come to Marin General Hospital or to Kent Field uh, list themselves as any kind of religion whatsoever. Catholic, Protestant, Jewish, Hindu, Muslim, you name it. 85% and up list themselves as none of the above or other. So when I first started work, I was prepared for there to be a lot of resistance to Jesus. And I certainly was never going to mention Jesus unless it came from the other person first. And I still don't. But what I discovered very quickly was that actually nobody had anything against Jesus. They may not be crazy about organized religion, but everybody loves Jesus. What's not to love about Jesus? So don't be ashamed of Jesus. That sounds kind of Baptisty in itself. Don't be ashamed of Jesus. You will find that if you stick with Jesus and you preach Jesus through your life, I, I can't remember who it was that said, um, preach the gospel always and if necessary, even with words. So the power of Christianity, the power that will take you through your life from the beginning to the end, is the power of God coming through Jesus, who was a concrete human person as well as being God's son and a divine manifestation. And fourth and finally, you've heard me talk about this before, if not here, then in other places, I want to leave you with a, a constant balancing act and a self-examination about the importance of the inner versus the outer. Many churches have, have a, uh, we have an outreach committee, many churches also have an in-reach committee, so the in-reach committee has adult ed and prayer groups and things that happen within the parish, and the outreach is going out and helping the world and caring for the sick and the homeless and that sort of thing. And I think that probably it's true that most of us are tend to be attracted to one or the other. Just by nature, you're more outgoing and you like to do, you're a doer, you like to get things accomplished and do and see, see the results. Or maybe you're a bit more inward and you like to think and mull over things and ponder things. One of my favorite words is Mary took the angel's message and pondered it in her heart. So my, my feeling very strongly after my 15 years or so in ordained ministry is that whichever personality type you are, it's a good idea to try to do the opposite, to test the waters. If you're a very quiet inner person, do something that's more active in the world. Sign up to help feed the homeless. They really are not as scary as they look. Or if you're a very outgoing, external, action-oriented person, sign up for a, some contemplative fair, uh, prayer. And that's also not as scary as it looks. So, um, I'm saying goodbye to you. Well, I'll be here for two more weeks. My last uh, services will be on Christmas Eve. But it has been my pleasure to serve among you, and you are a wonderful congregation. And I think that as we uh, go through the wonderful and crucial sacrament of baptism and, and welcome these two young people into our lives and into our family, nothing could be more centering and more bonding and more feeling of the infusion of God's grace into our lives.
I'm in. What did I do with my book? This has been a sermon podcast from the Episcopal Church of Our Savior, Mill Valley, California. We are a growing, welcoming community for those seeking to deepen their relationship with God and to journey in faith with God's people through the breaking of bread and in service to others in Christ's name. You can reach us by phone at 415-388-1907 or visit us online at OurSaviorMV.org. That's O-U-R-S-A-V-I-O-U-R-M-V for Mill Valley dot O-R-G. We wish you God's peace and we hope to greet you in person very soon.